Building Faith Podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. Scripture refers to Jesus as King. Revelation 17, 14 refers to him as King of Kings. And this means that Jesus has rule over all, every ruler, and every authority, in the end, all other rulers will be conquered or abolished, and Jesus alone will reign supreme. There is no one more powerful than King Jesus, but what does it mean to make Jesus your king? Well, hey, my friend, my name is Chris Reese, and I want to welcome you back to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast, where it is my hope to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. So if you are enjoying the content on this channel, I would like to encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you live in the United States like I do, you have an idea of what a king does, but you don't have kind of direct experience of what it's like to live under the rulership of a king. And truth be told, even if you did, it's likely pretty pathetic in comparison to what the kingship of Jesus is like since his kingdom is not of this world. So it's kind of hard to grasp the concept of what it means to make someone your king. And if you have made Jesus your personal savior, it's likely that you spend time in prayer and reading the Bible, maybe with some degree of struggle. But if we're truly being honest, we spend most of our time crying out to God, uh, God, help us with our personal life and our situations. God, please pay my rent. God, please get me out of this job. But God, please give me this job. God, please get this person out of my life. God, please bring this person into my life. Oh, God, please, God, please, God, please. And our prayers become a series of supplications rather than adoration to our king. Jesus was crucified and buried and raised from the dead to be so much more than our personal wish granter. He's more than our private bail bondsman. My friend, he is king. And if you are a Christian, he should be your king. As king, Jesus would rule on earth with the perspective of heaven. The entire Old Testament is in anticipation of this king. And this king would come through the Jews who would sit on the throne of David, oversee Israel, and from Israel rule the world. Everyone anticipated this king. The prophets spoke of this king. You may know him, my friend, as savior, but I want to talk to you today about Jesus your king. You see, as king, Jesus has a kingdom. A kingdom is a domain over which it's uh, a ruler sits and exercises authority. And if we are truly being honest, we really don't mind calling him our savior, but we hesitate to call him king because we don't want to be ruled over. We don't want to be told what to do. We want Jesus to help us when we need. We want Jesus to guide us when we're clueless, but we don't want to yield to that dirty word, submission. We live in a master of my own domain mentality, but that doesn't work in his kingdom. The kingdom of God is not a democracy, my friend. It's a rulership. And when Jesus became your savior, he sealed your eternity, but... When he became your king, he now joins you in the here and now to be your ruler. And when Jesus said in John 18, 36, my kingdom is not of this world, he did not mean that my kingdom is not in this world. 
He meant that his authority doesn't come from this world, but rather from heaven. But in this earth, there are a group of redeemed people that sit under Christ's rule, and they would follow his commands on this earth. And he wants to be the one with final say over your entire life. The question is, will you let him? When you declare Jesus as king, you are saying that Jesus has final say over all of my decisions, not just the ones I agree with, not just the ones that I like. He is king over all. Now, if you're more of the savior mindset, then you are likely spending your time trying to get Jesus to adjust to your needs. But when you make him your king, my friend, you shift from trying to get your prayers answered to letting him rule over every aspect of your life with complete authority. Instead of constantly asking God to shift and change, you shift and change by asking Jesus's permission, his direction, and his wisdom for each and everything you need to do on this earth. And when you submit to his authority, you say, yes, Lord, your will be done. You stop fighting, resisting, and insisting that things go your way, or I'm not going to trust you, God. When you make him your king, my friend, you trust him for the outcome, regardless of what it is. And that means that you don't get to decide your fate on this earth. That means that you don't get to tell God how it's going to go down. That means that you don't get to pray against his plans and purpose and then expect things to go well for you. That means that you don't get to pitch a fit when things don't go your way. Because my friend, when Jesus is your king, there is no your way. It's his way. He is king of kings, whether you accept him as your king or not. And when you come to Christ, you give up your right to be king of your own domain because all of it is his domain. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. Psalm 24, 1. But when you make Jesus your king, my friend, you are submitting to a rulership that has your best interest at heart. So if you are feeling down, defeated, or depressed, would you consider making Jesus your king today. When you are trying to bring your old thinking, your old hurts, and your old way of doing things, and demanding that your king validate you, coddle you, change your circumstances so that you can feel better, my friend, you have completely missed the point of a relationship with Jesus. Now, I am glad that Jesus is your savior and he has washed you clean But will you make him your king today and let him clean up whatever mess is left? My friend, as a citizen of heaven, you are to follow your king. That means that Jesus is in charge. Your disagreement doesn't change that. Your lack of repentance doesn't change that. Your whining and complaining doesn't change that. He is king. He is king of kings, and that is why I choose to follow and fully surrender my life, my decisions, my everything to Jesus, the king of kings. And my friend, I hope you will do the same. So what does a life of obedience to Jesus look like to you? If you are ready to grow in your faith, I want to invite you to grab a copy of our free five-day mountain-moving faith devotional. I'll go ahead and include a link in the description section below. 
Are your thoughts giving you life or sucking the life right out of you? There's a famous saying that says, as a man thinks, so is he. So what happens when your mind is a mess? Well, maybe you're the type that replays thoughts over and over again in your head, or perhaps you think the worst of everything and everyone, including yourself. If so, my online course, Renew Your Mind, can help. I created this course to help you overcome doubt and disbelief, embrace the truth about what God says about you, control the conversation in your mind, and stop spiraling thoughts before they get out of control, and so much more. If you are ready to retrain your brain to think in a more productive and godly way, go ahead and check out Renew Your Mind. I will go ahead and include a link in the description section below. Okay, now back to the episode. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God.